So I'm going to give a word that's going to be, um, it's going to be challenging to some people, but it's a word that needs to be said, and it's, it's from heaven, I, I, and I really know it is, and I feel it is. And we get challenged by things like this, but we shouldn't. It shouldn't be challenging. It should be perhaps convicting, but there's other things that cause us to get uh, offended by things, and um, we just remove spirits of offense from this place right now. Because, Father, Hasatan, Satan, likes to offend us. God wants to convict us. And sometimes we don't know the difference. So, Adonai, just to give you this word, I, I, I lift it up to you, Lord God. Thank you, Adonai. So, um, we, um, this past Thursday, now, many people might not know this, but this past Thursday was actually a biblical, I wouldn't say holiday, but a fast day. It was this past Thursday, and it is a biblical one. And the day is called Tisha B'Av. Tisha, not tissue. We used to say that in Hebrew school when I was like, we call it tissue ball. <laughs> Tisha. But uh, Tisha B'Av, which really just means the ninth Tisha of Av. And Av is, is one of the months, the biblical Jewish months. So it's just the ninth day of Av. It's all it means. It's like 4th of July. You know, what's the, what's the name of the holiday of the 4th of July? 4th of July. So it's that way with Tisha B'Av, the ninth day of Av. It's not in the Torah but it is biblical because it is referenced in the book of Zechariah. The prophet Zechariah references it in chapters 7 and 8, I believe, and he calls it the fast of the fifth month. That's what we just commemorated. So what is Tisha B'Av and um, what is the relevance of it? It's actually considered in Judaism the saddest, most tragic day of the entire year. The reason is on Tisha B'Av... The first temple, the temple that Solomon built, the temple in Jerusalem, on this day, that temple was destroyed by the Babylonians, which signifies God's wrath and his judgment on the people, on his people. Because the temple's where his presence dwelled, and he just leveled it, removing his presence from his people. It also is the day that the second temple, the same temple we read about in the New Testament, the same temple that Yeshua walked in, that temple was destroyed by the Romans also on the ninth of Av, on Tisha B'Av. Both temples were destroyed on the exact same day on the Jewish, on the biblical calendar. So it is, it is a day of mourning and weeping and a day where we recognize that God, in both cases, brought judgment and punishment not to the world, to his people. Tough. It's a tough day. So um, why did the temples get destroyed? You know, the first temple, Solomon's temple, it's pretty obvious because it's written all throughout the Old Testament, the Tanakh. There was rampant sin across Israel. Rampant. Idolatry, high places all over the place. 
sexual immorality all over the place, shedding of innocent blood all over the place, from the kings down to the, to the lay people, from the lying prophets on down. It was only a sh- small remnant that remained true to God. Everybody was, was wicked. And he leveled, leveled his house. But why did the second temple get destroyed? It's interesting when you, there's a, there's a book uh, or a, a series of books, it's called the Talmud. Anybody hear of the Talmud? Uh, the Talmud was collected, it's a, it's a series of Jewish laws and customs and traditions and stories that got written down in like the second century uh, after the temple was destroyed, after the time of Yeshua, and it's by a bunch of rabbis actually the descendants of the Pharisees, essentially, that we read about in the New Testament. And, the, and, one of the, yeah, and one of the things that they talk about is why did the temple get destroyed? We understand how much sin there was in the first century. I'm sorry, how much sin there was in the time of the first temple. How much sin there was at that time. But they're like, in the time, in the first century, during the time of the second temple, we weren't like murdering and we weren't like, there wasn't like rampant idolatry. There wasn't, I mean, there was, there was Torah schools and, and studying and everybody loved God. And like, why did God destroy the second temple? Well, the, the rabbis of the Talmud come to a conclusion. And the Hebrew term that they, come, that they came up with is called uh, sinat chinam. And I won't ask you to remember that. But I will ask you to remember what it means in English. Baseless hatred. It says in places that people loved their money, but hated each other. And you're like, well, that's just a Talmud. It's not really biblical. But if you read the New Testament and Yeshua's words to the Pharisees, you know, Yeshua said in one place, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. He had a lament over Jerusalem. And he said that, I leave your house, your house is left desolate. It was a prophecy of the destruction of that house, of the temple. He said, Jerusalem, I, your house is left desolate to you. But if you read just before that, it's all the woes that he spoke over the Pharisees. Woe to you, Pharisees. You tithe right, but you don't practice justice and mercy and compassion. You go to the ends of the world to get proselytes, but then you put heavy loads on them. You like to get the, the, all the honor and the glory at the temple, but you don't lift up the least of those among you. It's very consistent with which what actually the rabbis wrote a century or two later, that we forgot how to love each other. And God leveled the temple because of that. Now, people ask me a lot, you know, do you think America is, is going to come under judgment? People ask me that a lot. And I think it is very possible that America can come under judgment, but not for the reason that you may think. And let me explain. Across America, the people that don't know God act like the people of the first temple. Okay? There's rampant murder. There's killing of innocents. There's sexual immorality all over the place. There's idolatry throughout the land. But... There is a, a powerful mediating force in America, a mediating force, and that force is the people of God. Because I got to tell you something, 
God is not going to judge the, judge the nation when there's righteous among them. That, that goes back to Abraham. God, are you going to overthrow Sodom and Gomorrah if there's 10? I'm not going to overthrow that land even if there's 10 righteous people. The people of God are the blockage, the barrier between God's judgment and the sinner's. And this is so important to realize when the people of God are living righteous lives, when the people of God are doing what they, what they should be doing by, by loving God and loving our neighbors as ourselves and repenting and saying, not guilty, not guilty. It says in Chronicles, if my people that are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, if not, if the homosexuals who are humble themselves and pray, not if the abortionists humble themselves and pray. Not if the racists humble themselves and pray. If my people. He requires it of us. And when we do what we do, God will, will remove his hand of judgment. So what's happening with the people of God? I think while the people that are not of God, the people that don't know God, are acting like the ones in the first temple with the sinning and the idolatry and the sexual immorality, the people of God are acting like the Pharisees. The people of God today, the Christians, the church, the Jewish people, the Messianic Jews, we're acting like the Pharisees. We forgot how to love people. And the same judgment that came upon first century Israel after Yeshua's time, yes, I do believe it can come on America, but it's not because of the transgenders. It's because of us. You got that one right. Amen. Because we forgot how to love and, and forgot how to love our neighbor. It says in Torah that don't hate your brother, but love your neighbor as yourself. Let me tell you something about America. There are evils and, I, you know, I'm not even talking about a spirit like, like a sense. There is an evil demon over America, a spiritual demon, okay, that wants to divide us. And it's a demon. It is evil. It is raw evil. It comes forth through news. I don't care if you watch Fox or MSNBC or any of the other fringe news stories, that the system of the world is being fed by the demon of America, that wants to divide us, that wants us to look at other people through a simple, small, ridiculously stupid lens, okay? If you are, if you march in a Black Lives Matter protest, you're an anarchist. You hate America. If you vote for Trump, you're a, you're a racist white supremacist. If you... I mean, I mean, there's so many. I mean, we can't even agree on wearing a mask. Hydroxychloroquine. Nobody ever heard of hydroxychloroquine four months ago. And now the people who like it aren't listening. You don't listen to science. And the people that don't like it, you're being blocked. I mean, we, we, we judge everybody through our, our, our own life. If you're a capitalist, if you're a capitalist, you, you're into like, like almost like slave labor. You love money. If you're a socialist, then, then you're anti-American and you, you're a communist. Baseless hatred. Sinat Kinam. Baseless. Why is it baseless hatred? Because we don't even know the people that we hate. 
We hate him because of ideas and ideals. And we've never even sat and listened and heard and just had a dialogue. You know, if you hate somebody that you know really well, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. But it's not baseless hatred, it's based on something. You know the person. We hate each other and it's completely 100% baseless because it's fed by a demon who rises up, rises within us our own worldviews which wants us to view us as superior and the other side as evil. And it's one thing that if the people of the world or the people of America do it, but the people of God are doing it. Baseless hatred is throughout the body of Messiah, the people of God, the church. Baseless hatred. Do you understand that Israel, the nation of Israel, was 12 tribes, 12 different people groups, different ancestries, different customs, different strengths, different lands, but they were one. But they were one. This is the reality of this spiritual, beautiful revelation reality of Israel. Many people with differences, but still are one. See, we don't know how to disagree with each other without dividing. And this is a big problem. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you something about the first century that you may not know. The way Israel, Judaism, was divided back then was similar to how America is divided into political parties today. We learned about, in the New Testament, we learned about the, 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 the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Right? We've heard those terms, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They hated each other. They loathed each other. The Sadducees hated the Pharisees. They were evil, wicked sons of devils. And the Pharisees hated the Sadducees. They were, they were, they were you know, locked in with Rome. They were traitors. Because they were, they were like, you know, they were kind of in bed with Rome. Sorry to use that term. You know, so they were, they were hated. And there were other factions also. There were many Jewish factions, sects, S-E-C-T-S, sects. And they didn't get along. I'm going to tell you something radical. You ready to hear this? Yeshua, look at his disciples. Are you ready? John the Baptist, first one. If you look at his origins, he was in a scene. That's one of the Jewish factions. We have Paul who was a Pharisee. We have John, the disciple, who, who, who Yeshua loved, who it says, it says um, in, the, in the resurrection account that, that he was allowed into the chamber of the high priest. You know what that makes him? It makes him a Sadducee. We have Simon the Zealot. Simon the Zealot. Do you know the Zealots? We're another one of those Jewish factions. And I hate to tell you this, don't throw stones at me, people, but the zealots were like the Antifa of that time. They were ready to take down Rome using violent, anarchistic means. They were the anarchists. Amazingly, in Yeshua's little tribe, he had all of them. Because at the end of the day, we can have our differences in how we view things politically or economically. 
But they had the one thing in common that mattered. They had the Mashiach. They had the one thing in common that mattered. They had the Mashiach. Our faith in Yeshua breaks down walls. It breaks down the barrier between Jew and Gentile. It breaks down the barrier between male and female. It breaks down the barrier between male and servant. I tell you right now that our faith in Yeshua needs to break down the barrier between black and white and socialist and capitalist. It has to, faith in Yeshua is what matters. Do you know what, at the end of the day, the difference is between somebody who's, who leans capitalist and who leans socialist? Taxes. Taxes. That's it. That's it. In its raw essence, that's all it is. The capitalists want low taxes. The socialists want high taxes so we can distribute it out to the poor. Do you think heaven gives a darn about taxes? These are not biblical issues. You know what Yeshua said about taxes? Give to Caesar what belongs to him. Which means if he taxes you 10%, 50%, or 80%, don't worry about it. Your father will provide your needs. And we say hallelujah here and we clap here. But then we go back home and we continue our baseless hatred because we don't know the people that we hate, but we fill in the blanks because the demon is speaking to us. The people of God are listening to a demon more than the spirit of God, and we're dividing over things that are not relevant from the kingdom's perspective. Yeshua said, when you come to your service, give your offering, but if you have something against your brother, don't give it. Leave your offering. I give everyone today. Permission to take back your offering. You can come right up and you can reach into the box and take what you gave. If you are hating your neighbor and not loving your neighbor and keep your offering as long as you need to until you could love your brother. And then you and your brother can come and give an offering and rejoice together. Do you know what the remedy is of baseless hatred? Do you know, Yeshua had so many bad words for the Pharisees. Woe to you, Pharisees. Woe to you, Pharisees. Woe to you, Pharisees but it didn't stop him from going to their house and having a meal with them and talking to them. He hung out with tax collectors. These were people that were hated. These are people that are working for the enemy. He, had a, he ate with tax collectors. If you know a brother, a brother, who's marching in the Black Lives Matter protest. Don't judge him. Have dinner with him. Listen. Listen to what they have to say. 
the world will tell you that they're one thing, that they believe one thing. But if you go and you have dinner with your brother or your sister, you realize, you know what? They're not looking to like dismantle the police or dismantle America. They just have an experience that we don't have. And they're tired. And they're tired of a society that says that they matter less than you. And when you realize that, that's all they want is to matter as much as you. Then you can look in your brother's face and say black lives matter. And say it 10,000 times if that's what it takes for your brother, your black brother, to realize that you love them sincerely. Because it's not about politics. You don't have to agree with Black Lives Matter as a political organization. And in many ways, I don't. They, they're against Israel as an organization. And there are you know, some things that are not pro-family. I can't support that. But I'll go to my black brother and say, your life matters to God and to me. I'll say it 10,000 times. I don't need to justify it. I don't need to qualify it because love is greater than politics. The demon of this world wants you to classify people in a certain way without even knowing them. It's baseless hatred, baseless. We have some people here at Mishkan who's Bernie Sanders voters. You can either label them and fill in all the blanks or you can have a dialogue with them and you're like, you know what, all they wanna do is help the poor. They're not terrible people. <laughs> but the people of God, we are going into factions. We are becoming tribal again, not by people group, but by ideology. And Adonai needs to break that. He wants to break that because the people of God, his people, who should be repenting, who should be, who should be the, 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 the ones that are waving the flags of, of unity, not to, not to, call sin good, ever. Never to call sin good. Always be on the, on, on the side of righteousness and never on the side of sin. But not to baselessly hate people. What is the opposite of baseless hatred? Baseless love. Ahavat chinam. Baseless love. We have the one within us who exemplifies baseless love because he loved us while we were sinners and demonstrated his love by giving his life for us. For he, for God so loved the world, loved the world. We forget that he died for everybody. For everybody. The one that lives within us he is baseless love. And we need to commit here as we just went through Tisha B'Av and we're entering into the autumn festivals, we need as a body to commit to loving everyone. Even if there's differences, don't divide over differences. Don't accept sin but you don't have to divide over differences. There's a difference. There's a difference. I've said this here before, I think, 
that the people of God at the end of Yeshua's life were asked the most relevant question. The people of God were asked, do you want Yeshua or do you want Barabbas? Yeshua is the Prince of Peace. Barabbas was a political revolutionary. He's the one who wanted to take down Rome violently. And the Spirit of God was saying to the people, it's your turn, who do you want? Who do you want? Do you want the Prince of Peace? Or do you want the political revolutionary? What do you want? Do you want to do as Barabbas? Fight the power that be? Fight the power that be. Or do you want Yeshua who fights powers and principalities? Hallelujah. The same question is being asked of the people of God today. And I am concerned that we are failing because we are hating each other without knowing each other. And can America come under judgment? Yes, but it's up to us. It's not up to the atheists. It's up to the people of God. Amen. Let us, let us be a body where everyone is welcome. Let us be a body where Yeshua within you, the baseless lover within you, is free to minister to whoever comes into your path, whether socialist or capitalist or generations-long American citizen or undocumented immigrant, whether war veteran, whether anti-war activist, let the one who died for everyone minister to everyone that comes into your path, even into here at Mishkan David, without limitation by listening to the demon who wants you to hate their ideology. And let the world know that we are his disciples for the baseless love we have for one another. Amen. In Yeshua's name, amen.